1: no purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Hold on to your butts, Recon. We're about to start the show. going on recon i hope my mic's not too loud i got it way cranked up i have no idea how it sounds whatever recon i hope you i don't know i guess it sounded okay before now it sounds low well ladies and gentlemen boys and girls cats and kittens and pooches and pound puppies it's yours truly here turd ferguson back at it that's right it's me kitchener leslie uh I had a little synchronistic morning, synchronistic. I don't know what the hell that word means. I had a little incidental morning. I saw that a person on Twitter that I read his tweets and read his blog once in a while, you know, I, I you know, I disagree with a lot of stuff he says, but that's just because I, I'm an idiot, you know, and I'm sure he's smarter than me and I'm dumb and he's bright and I'm a weirdo. He's. Uh, n- r- normal and level-headed, and I'm conspiracy-oriented now, and all this stuff, stuff. But anyways, I won't use his name. His first name's Jason. But uh, this person uh shared a tweet about some politician or, or actress. I can't remember who the hell now. I can't. I can't remember. Something along the lines of the world's elite are drinking the blood of children, or something like that. And I. Saw how everyone right away just started saying, of course, that you know, this is just whack job conspiracy. And, and okay. And I then I I also heard a joke by Thomas Pop uh uh what the hell's his name? Pop Yan Gian, Giannis Papas? what's that guy's name? The comedian, I can't remember, but he's he was joking around and kept yelling, they're drinking children's blood under pizza hood. <laughs> just kept saying that right as I was reading the tweet. And I just kept thinking, okay, well, this obviously is worth a show. I'll let's just go with it and i'm going to go with obviously the more skeptical side that they're literally drinking the blood of the innocent young children i mean has it been done before of course there are crazy people out there all over the place but <clears throat> the idea that the world's elite are drinking babies blood is probably not true even though i've i heard once that adam shift is <sighs> hunched over the corpse of a fresh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got to stop with that before I get sued or something. Um, but having said that, having said that it's probably not in the context in which the craziest conspiracy Alex Jones weirdo would say, let's just say little manipulation of the h- headline and we see it's not that far off <laughs> that the world's wealthy have constantly used the medical industry to come up with ways to make them look young. Now they didn't actually go to the doctors and the in the you know the you know the, the people say the researchers, and they say we want to look young. We want to bite the heads off of children. No, they didn't say that. But what occurred was anecdotal research within the medical you know large blogosphere has basically showed certain things and then individual doctors, because, you know, there's a lot, I'm not saying that it's easy to become a doctor. It's ridiculous. It's obviously hard to become a doctor. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Maybe I... <laughs> I'm a doctor, all right. I issue out really good advice here every day on the show. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm not a, clearly not a doctor. But um, let's just say some dubious, some miscreant type people that have turned to a life of unethical practices that are like, you know, well, I guess they'd really, you could debate the ethics of it, I guess. I don't know, but it seemingly is. And they will go and find ways to, to offer services to people with money and make them feel young again. Heck, it just happened recently, not with the blood of babies, but it just happened recently with the UFC chairperson Dana White you all know that guy Boston resident grew up bought the league made it all those millions of dollars and all stuff he recently spoke about that Harvard doctor that was on with the old Togan not too long ago well I don't know probably like a year ago and uh, the guy speaks about a device you put in your hip you can monitor your blood we spoke about the show before I can't remember what it's called but anyways the doctor came to Mr. Dana White and offered his services. And Dana White said, Yes, I want to know everything you can tell me about my health. And the guy said, I can even tell you when you'll die. He runs the test. Shit. Just Dana White's luck. He's going to die soon. He better get that doctor's services and start spending tons of money. That's never been done before. Oh, a little bit of mandrake, a little bit of hogs, what? A little bit of sulfur so ash, a little bit of garlic, mix it together and it would cure your syphilis. Come on now. See you later. Everyone get in the cut. Let's go. Time to go, everyone. Anyways, but joking around about drinking baby blood under Pizza Hut, that's not funny. We shouldn't, Giannis Papas shouldn't have made jokes like that because people say that Pizzagate was true. Everything about Pizzagate was right. I don't necessarily believe that, but let's just say when individuals, for instance, go on the Ellen DeGeneres show and Ellen DeGeneres being a comedian at heart, even though I heard she's a huge coont. I don't know. Uh, most comedians are terribly dis- disgruntled people, no matter how much success they have. Anyways, but um, she asked one of her guests, is it true you've got this type of facial treatment? The guest responds with some shocking information. And then we've got the conspiracy world talking about uh, doctors in South America taking, like, baby blood and putting it in wealthy people. And it's like vampires. And nothing ever was supported by that until the FDA had to strike down at organizations like this one where we'll talk about a little bit called Ambrosia, which is weird. But apparently, this pseudoscientific approach to staying young is supported by some evidence, allegedly. And the FDA commissioner, Scott Gottlieb, that's a scary last name to be anywhere near that position. Um, he, he, um, he had a, during Trump's administration, cautioning customers against receiving young donor plasma infusions that are promoted as unproven treatments. Or varying conditions, but most specifically, staying young. Now let's like zoom back here. If you hear that, say an actor went somewhere, paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars to have a bunch of IVs put in their arm for the course of a couple of weeks, and you're like, "Well, so what?" A lot of people put IVs. Maybe they're rehydrating. Maybe that because like a lot of I don't know if you know this. A lot of people. That, rehydrate now not by drinking they'll literally just give themselves an iv it's not really hard to give yourself an iv if you practice it in the army you can do it enough you stick a catheter in there you get that you tape it down you screw on the next time and it's a screw on part everyone can do it anyways but you find out that they're sitting down and what's in the iv well according to the conspiracy world trafficked slave children and according to the celebrities and the doctors involved we get this from a series of ways like donors and organ harvesting. Listen, it's not my fault we got 15,000 gallons of baby blood. It's <coughs> blame the babies. All right, that's a little bit. I should, that's a little bit much. I'll relax on that one. But, anyways, sure as shit, it's real. So, yes. In the context in which the crazy conspiracy whack job delivers the information, Mr. Jason on Twitter, author and uh, well-known skeptic in the UFO world. Yes, of course, in the context in which the crazy whack job like me with a microphone might say on the street somewhere. But if you expand it a little bit, you manipulate the headline, and you see it's really not that crazy that these people have been told for years that something can make them younger at this point it seems the most depraved according to the doctors involved it's actually supported by evidence but we'll also as normal we'll talk about some other stuff before we get into that dark weird shit um Anthony Kiedis, 2004 biography, scar tissue begins with him getting blood treatments for his heps. When you start to look into it, like, again, that, that's all I got. I shouldn't keep talking about it because then I'll just erase the ranty, stupid sh- thing I just said. But the fact of the matter is, is that when you position yourself as the super skeptic, like you have some sort of you, you look in the mirror and you see like you have some sort of uniform on or, 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 or costume on or. Or, or whatever, that you go out and fight the bullcrap with, you got to be careful when you let you yourself do what mainstream legacy media does, or anyone does, which is in the skeptical community, which is obnoxious. And it is, they go to the craziest individual. They go to the craziest individual and they say, what, what do you think about things? Tell me what you think. And then the person's like, you're freaking drinking baby blood on the pizza hut. And they're like, yeah, see what these whack jobs think. That's why I don't believe any conspiracy is true. Anyone who thinks conspiracies are right is an idiot. Um, yeah. Personally, my friends, if I would if 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 I ran some crazy large island where a bunch of weirdos would fly to and spend time with me, and I had basically free reign over drugs, money, and Obviously, criminal behavior like that, what we know we're talking about here. Oh, he's in a key word for YouTube puts a strike on this one. I mean, I I would say it's likely that maybe even every once in a while we need to take some of your blood. It's saving someone's life. You're keeping them alive. You know, that guy that pays for you and stuff like that. It's keeping them alive. So we're going to take, you know, you're going to be a blood donor every once in a while. Whoa, whoa, hold on a second. That's Crazy. No, it happens all the time. There are people that become like, a, have like a symbiotic, symbiotic I guess I don't one. what I, maybe. There are people that end up literally having like host people living with them because the people that they love also have maybe the same blood type or whatever and they need it. They have a failing organ or some sort of medical condition that requires it. So they constantly will live off their thing. We could stretch that to freaking, to being a vampire. But you're telling me right now, a person that's already conducting some of the most, disgusting behavior on the planet with underage people offering services to the wealthy couldn't possibly i'm not saying that i know any of this or any of this is true other than the fact that we know about epstein and all his friends uh some of it but th- th- i'm just saying let's step back a little bit and look are you telling me that asking uh, a- not even asking just tell it, it's a slave you have a slave kid what the fuck are you talking about you've literally turned children into your slaves to you sick bastards and then and, and you're telling me you couldn't take their blood if you wanted it if you heard children's blood or the blood of the youth is better for you i don't know what i'm saying here but all i'm saying is that there is anecdotal evidence on the internet that that suggests that people actually believe that blood from a young person can make them younger so all right prepare to see this is the last episode of strange recon i'm sure (laughs) holy cow they're drinking baby blood uh look at Giannis papas's uh stand-up special when he says that, and if you try, if you can't, if you're not laughing, I don't know what, because it is insane, but uh, it's the, it's the truth. It's like, that's, that's, he makes a joke about it, but that is how the the super skeptic in their cape and stuff sees, you know, any type of conspiracy like that. They see the person yelling with a sign. In the uh, chat, Steve Long says, as a card carrying conspiracy theorist. I, res- I resent the absurdities because they make it nearly impossible to talk to someone who is less aware of validated experiences, Jack Brewer. It's funny you have a Jack Brewer quote for me this morning, Steve, because I've got a Jack Brewer book in my hand and I've been reading it before the show started. And actually, this uh, this one's quite good. If you're not aware of Wayward Sons, you not only learn an awesome perspective about NICAP and stuff, but you also uh oh my god, man, you just learned so much about the structure of NICAP and Kehoe and how weirdly legitimate they were. But in times, oh my God, man, it's like, dude, are you kidding me? Like it just seems like there is something eerily scary about the the fact that the origins of most of these UFO communities or research groups, not just NICAP, are completely involved with the IC community because. Well, you know, during that, during a time where like patriotism was like a part of the everyday household, there was a lot less doubt, you know, in the mainstream mind, and especially the individuals involved, the scientists getting involved, the, the former officers and stuff, and sometimes even Kehoe himself, it seems, but it's just, the whole thing is crazy. to me, anyways, anyways, we'll talk about all that. And more. <laughs> We're talking about all that and more um, <clears throat> brewers, good writers, books are easy to read. That's like a, I mean, you can whiz through this. And it's informative as heck. Structured well. You get to see the dogma of the research community way back then with people like, um, you know, Jan Aldrich are still around and, and, and Greenwood and are still doing their thing. And uh, and it's just interesting to see, like, the evolution of, of... Because you think, if you know anything about NICAP, oftentimes people will confuse, like, Back then, as NICAP was the only organization. No, 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 no. There was tons of people that were trying their hardest to kind of stick to NICAP standards and stuff. And anyways, we'll talk about baby blood. We'll talk about Pizza Hut, whatever else you guys want to do this morning. Um, and why I feel sometimes it's dangerous to be a super skeptic because you start to be awarded for, you know, almost like going a little too broad with how skeptical you are of everything because you're now only, you know, supporting like your base audience. When you when you know you could expand the context of what you're talking about and being like, well, there are some medical procedures that have been shown to be pretty goofy and the people involved have money and they come from a class of people that we would consider the world's elite. If you make $38,000 a year, I think you're in the world's 1%. If you make, you know, 270, well, you know, you know the deal. But in America's 1%, obviously, you're, these people are clearly in that well, not 1%, that's ridiculous. They're in the top five, <laughs> top 20. I don't know, top top 51. I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's get the show going. Welcome to Strange Recon. I'm here to discuss the so-called flying saucers. You're out of your mind. There's <laughs> nothing more than a
1: ob- weather observation balloon. Of course, which we, we both knew differently.
4: Now I saw that. I don't give a goddamn what anybody else says about it. I saw that on film. Phil Klasme kissed my ass. He wasn't there. I was. When you
5: know all the names and every language of that bird, you know nothing but absolutely nothing about the bird. You're crazy.
4: You're crazy. You're crazy. I like you. But you're crazy.
3: all right my wayward sons and daughters let's talk about some stuff here before we get into all the (laughs) crazy crap i was just talking about this is usually war room friday remember uh lord ludicrous hooked me up with a pretty cool article information about um about something we might talk about a little bit later but uh the story of his is it your great grandfather or grandfather i already forget i apologize but i think it's your grandfather i mean it or maybe great-grandfather considering now it's 2020 and I'm old and World War II was so damn long ago. But a uh, pretty interesting story about uh, about uh, ship sinking, and I'd like to maybe get into that later. But first, I posted this on Twitter, and maybe I even talked about it yesterday, but again, I'd like to say, if you're one of these researchers that have all these uh, uh, black triangle uh, encounter things or black triangular shape with sometimes home plate shaped things, Jerry Lope. The Urban Radio Network uh, uh, group uh, basically put up another thing about him uh, this year. He died on April twenty something, and uh, seventy-two years old. He was the guy. He was one of the two reporters from HD uh, HD, uh, HDH. I think I, I can't remember the name of the original station, but they pulled over. They were heading to the Rainham dog track. Um, and as they were heading towards the Random Doctor Act, they got off on Route 24 and pulled off and saw that triangular thing. But if you'd like to read the article about them and all or anything like that at all, but the guy's life, please do. I was talking about on Twitter and I got retweeted by the highway. <laughs> like literally, I was talking about the UFOs and the guys that this Jerry Lopes guy and um and the highway has its own Twitter account apparently. And it's like, that's right, we have UFOs and something else. What is what what are ESPYs? G-Y-P-S-es? S's. is that? Griffin vultures? <laughs> what? Holy cow, I forgot to say... Oh, man, I forgot to even mention. Uh, speaking about vulture, yesterday, I get into the yard, and so the people that live beneath me had told me a story, okay? And the story was... That one time they saw a bunch of birds on top of their barn. Now, I'm on what they call the owl swamp or something like that. It's, you know, part of the swamps we're all talking about. But uh, but they, they talked about one time they saw a bunch of birds on top of their barn that were shockingly big for birds up close. Shockingly big. But the one thing the guy kept saying was, he goes, <laughs> they had red eyes. They had red eyes. And I'm like, what do you mean red eyes? And he's like, they just their eyes were red. And, uh, and I was like, oh, okay. So we got like a cryptid actually just joking around, obviously, but, um, but so I, yesterday I come into the yard and right in front of me, two birds fly out of the woods. They see, I don't know what they're seeing. Cause they're swooping around for us. I'm guessing there's a dead animal back there or something, but two buzzards and they were, I, I mean, I'm guessing they're buzzards, but they were the biggest birds I've ever seen up close, uh, in Massachusetts fly down. And I guarantee if someone had never seen a hawk or an Eagle in Massachusetts, um, and they saw this thing, they would have they would think they saw the largest eagle that's ever existed on the earth because how big this I couldn't believe its wings when it opened its wings. First off, I saw it had reddish eyes like it, this whole entire area is kind of like meaty color, and so you know it's just natural thing. There it was not like some sort of cryptid action. People <laughs> report, I saw a pterodactyl with red glowing eyes, and there was the elusive creature. Um, no, but uh, it was pretty wild, and I got I got to see him take off and fly around for a bit, but they they literally had a wingspan. That looked like three of like three um red tail or white-tailed hawks as wise they I've ever seen. I don't know what they what type of vultures they were. I should probably look it up. Buzzard, buzzards, Massachusetts. I mean, we have a bay called Buzzards Bay. Was it is that the bird, Buzzard? I thought it was. I think it I don't know, it might be. But this thing was just oh, turkey vultures. Are they around here? I don't think so. Oh, a turkey vulture is common in Massachusetts. This doesn't look like the bird I saw. Oh, yeah, kind of does. Yeah, the turkey vulture. Well, maybe that's it. I don't know what well, we're going to do that either, but it was pretty cool. I couldn't believe I saw one up close. I was just like, th- this was this was uh, unreal. But it reminded me that there's still so many things in the uh, Hockamock Swamp and these other surrounding areas like Freetown State Forest and Bridgewater Triangle that there's completely, you know, still attached to the paranormal still attached to the you know to a cryptid or something because you know there's just people can go their entire lives without seeing one of these birds up close or land because it was remarkably big for a bird around here i couldn't believe it if that was imagine if that was a raptor like a uh technically it's not a i don't think it's a raptor at all but um they uh they are just unbelievably big Trying to find a picture of it with its wings open. It didn't, this doesn't really look like its eyes though, because these birds had, did definitely had reddish meaty eyes. Its eyes, well, red eye vulture. Is there a red eye vulture? Yeah. Well, there it kind of is. What is this? That's a different type of vulture. Anyways, it did definitely had a reddish eye. That's for sure but uh these look like these these look like vultures from like freaking africa or something this is a massive this is on un- this just couldn't be it anyways <clears throat> maybe these borns just had red eyes <clears throat> um uh. Shogun, we're talking about baby blood under Pizza Hut. No, um, actually, I was just talking. talking a little bit today about um, just the random internet polls and news and things like that that I found in the Google tags, remarkably interesting. But also, I'll get into some uh, some um medical procedures that clearly, in an FDA statement from Scott Gottlieb. MD that, uh, that you know, that suggests that obviously at some point they have, you know, they have declared that this type of medical procedure should be avoided. Um, and a company's even open and companies even disregarded the FDA saying you cannot operate technically and they just kind of went against it and were like, talk to our lawyers. Uh, there's a bunch of other stuff. I got stuff, we got stuff to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Um, but we got internet polls to talk, uh, to pull off here. We got some news, some weird news. First off, did anyone see what the hell washed up on shore? At the Azores? Did anyone see it? I'll show it to you right here. If you ain't shocked at this, I don't know what will do it to you. Cause on- honest to God, like this is by far one of the most shocking things I've ever seen on camera and it washed up on shore. I tell you right now, I've never seen anything even remotely close to this on planet earth. All right. All right. That's not that's that's not what I meant to show. What I really meant to show was a Scientific American article that shows a record breaking sunfish, which you just witnessed right there, uh, has washed up on shore in um, in the Azores. And it is unbelievably big. It's two point five tons. It is insane looking. Uh, If you haven't read the American Scientific uh, Scientific American article, please do. I'll drop it in the chat right now for you. Don't read it while the show's going, of course, unless you got two phones or a computer on your side here. Um <laughs> uh I don't even know if you guys even heard that video I hope you did because it's just so nuts um but yeah anyways uh, the, this um this thing is insane i just think nature produces things that it doesn't even make any sense to me how something so slow and so easy to eat could even be you know could exist today But I don't know enough about it. Maybe it's not, like, that tasty to a shark or something or a bunch of animals. But it's just insane that it even exists. The article is awesome. It's a freaking baby whale, Jay. Someone call
0: the aquarium. Call the aquarium, Jay.
3: All right, enough of that. I know you guys get upset when I even slightly joke around. This is a very serious. We should get very serious all the time. Uh, Hey, you know, we talk about Bridgewater Triangle anomalies and weird stuff all the time. Well, here's another one for you. We've talked about it once before. Take a look at this beauty. First, I will read to you its inscription. This is something called Solitude Rock. Um, it was discovered when a girl was lost. And she was found by Solitude Rock. They found Solitude Rock. Uh, you know, Upon finding the girl, they look and see this rock has this inscription on it. They don't quite know when and where it's from allegedly i don't know i've had a hard time kind of figuring it out but i don't know there's a photograph of it from 1914 suggesting of course that it existed at least before 1914 um and it there's the inscription it says all ye who in future days walk by nun Ca- <laughs> i can't even say half the words from around here nun st- all ye who in future days walk by nun stream Love nothing who hummed his lay cheerful to the parting beam. But the beauty that the wood in this quiet solitude, I don't know, okay, I probably said that all jacked up, but I'm trying to read it off the rock. It's pretty hard. But here's a quick photograph of the rock itself. Um it's pretty interesting that there's just, a you know, obviously, we're not talking about some sort of mystery. Um, a person who put it on the rock from, like, you know, the, the 1400s or something. I, I, it's obviously not from there. But it's probably from Massachusetts Bay Colony or or shortly there. I mean, I'm not uh, one of their descendants, rather. Um, I, I asked a person what they knew about the rock. And they said um, the person who took the photo, A.S. Uh, a. A. Judson in 1914. Um had remarked allegedly that also um that suicide rock as they called it when they found it um, was wasn't from anyone that lived in the area and much older than the people that lived there but I do not know if that's true so we're talking if that's true we're talking so 70 60 years before 1914 maybe but um at least but I don't know but then again you know people people want to Crap on any crazy talk or, 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 or theoretical stuff about what's in this area, but once again, even stumped all the people from Antiques Roadshow, any university I've ever spoken to, found right here in the ground, nine feet down a dig in a well line, camp beyond a, a pig iron horse that Martin Willis, one of his friends allegedly, you know, Martin Willis from Podcast UFO, and also the people from, uh, from, um, Oh, the Oh, my God, what is their name? In central Massachusetts, they do a lot of auctions uh, for artwork and stuff. I forget their name. Skinners, Skinners, Skinners dated it. Uh, they said that they, they, well, they weren't sure, but it seemed at least, at least, early, you know, just before, if not right around 1700. So we're talking six, late 1600s. This iron horse finds its way in the pig iron horse, finds it, has the initials on the back S L I C H. Um, but you know the, the the people told me they think the tail was actually carved later because the tail has the words carved over the um the like the hairs they kind of you know carved into it. But it's heavy, it's super heavy. You know it has this pin here, likely uh, was a possibly a stall door thing. But either way, like this is just I mean another example of of um, and the crazy stuff you can find on the ground here and the information you can find and and that rock right there is is, is fairly old, but it's it's just another weird, just like we don't know. I don't know how I can say this? I told you guys I want to do episodes about the history of uh, of Massachusetts, not not even the paranormal history, just the random individuals that we don't ever know about or hear about later on in life. Um, and it's all part of it. Uh, if you're not aware, there's all types of rocks around here that bear inscriptions from multiple generations of people. There's graves around here from the red painted people. There, you know that they think they're like. The earliest of the the um, families that migrated from Asia, some of the earliest groups of large migratory people, literally, my, is that nomadic people? I <laughs> want to say um, were uh, that got to um, Massachusetts and New England. They were famous for uh, for painting their uh, you know skin red and using stone and bone tools, and they had all their their graves that they found are, are you know. Eight thousand some odd years old, covered in red okra, traditional burial on the face and uh, in certain areas, and all over the grave on the top. A lot of people in Massachusetts have found red okra on graves and be like, "Oh, it's a freaking alien!" Because like it just kind of deteriorates when you expose it to oxygen after all these years. But they would literally mark the entire top of the grave as well on these mounds, these natives, because it, you know, people would recognize it right away. It was a sacred site to them, you know. And I'll say it once again, uh, even. People like the president, you know, the future presidents of the United States at the time were writing things uh, in early scientific work that archaeological and stuff, you know, anthropo- anthropological studies. Essentially, some of the first they were saying they could not quite grasp how natives from tribes uh, that or kingdoms that lived way up north that never they admittedly told their translators that never had been to these areas knew how to get directly to some of these mounds. I mean, and that's why I say sacred site. I'm not talking about the paranormal type of sacred. I mean, like imagine you knowing exactly how to walk to an individual park in New York when you live in Minnesota, because your people make a pilgrimage there, and and, and it's all everyone talks about it. There's a known path, you know. And some of these places are deep into the woods, off the of main routes of travel. These natives would literally walk, and according to I think it was oh shit, I think, oh my god, I can't remember the who initially was the. I have the his book. I don't remember who now I'm forgetting my brain doesn't work the way but a future president did the first major anthropological study on a native mound and, and showed the that it wasn't at all what people thought and uh, it was a very it was sacred burial site anyways. But if you're interested and you're interested I'm sorry if you're interested in any of these old in, interesting sacred sites I have people right here in the Bridgewater Triangle free of charge. Of course, they'd like a tip, I'm sure, if they, if they drive you around all day and walk you around and give you the history of it. But they're historians and archivists and writers that have nothing to do and they would love nothing more to bring some of these places back to life. So if any of you out there are interested whatsoever in Bridgewater Triangle stuff, Plymouth Colony stuff, Salem Witch Trials and the Spirit of Halloween. Is it Halloween yet? I don't even know what date it is. No, it's not, I don't know. When, when is even Halloween? I don't even know. Uh, but... You know, if you're interested in any of that stuff at all, uh, please let me know. Email me at strange Recon. I, I literally would love to get people off to go see, like, Miles Standish's old home. You know, and then you can imagine, because Massachusetts is such a small, condensed place, you know, some, and you can even line it up with some of the paranormal encounters if you really wanted to. I'm not trying to get it, you know, string it together too much, but uh, it's, um. there's just a lot of history, and you can basically walk it. Like some of the original journals and stuff, you can go read them right now on the internet and look at what they were saying and what they were seeing and stand in the place they were writing that stuff. It's crazy. People forget just how few families actually lived the Puritans that actually lived here, and how many trips came back, and, and, and not just that, but how many weird explorers that showed up. They were not so great of people. I mean, in the context of the time they were in, I guess they were quite normal, but. Rather adventurous, they would show up on the shores of random places like in New Hampshire, Maine, Massachusetts, uh, Rhode Island, uh, Connecticut in, in uh, Long Island, Martha's Vineyard, uh, Block Island, Nantucket, uh, the islands off of Boston and uh, that island off the um, or Hull, uh, uh, P-Town, Massachusetts. They would they would show up and basically just rip locals off the shore that would show up to think they were trading or at least be standing on guard thinking, hey, we got some weirdo showing up on a big ass boat and these like English or Spanish adventurers or whatever, would come on shore, poach, steal natives, tell their great stories, whatever, of adventure and, and win, and then go back and sell them in a slave trade in, in Spain. And, that, and some of those natives, of course, made it back to America after all those years, saw that their their entire tribes were gone. It's insane. Their stories are out there. You've all heard of Squanto and stuff like that. Could you tell me a single story of his life? Could you tell me a story of Hobomac, Massasoit, Matacama? Yet they were all like, like completely involved in the fact that we're living here in America right now they're helping of us survive here or trying to kill us uh it's all part of our story and it's pretty paranormal in itself that no one knows the true history of America because we teach children draw your hand and put a turkey on it (laughs) Now, <laughs> Rob, now we are physics geniuses. He said that I didn't watch theories of anything last night where Salvador, I still don't know how to say his name and I refuse to say it, um, went on there to uh, to talk about um, you know the, the physics behind some of these a- alleged anomalies that he's taken advantage of and trying to show uh, the types of bounce forces he can create using certain known anomalies and it was like holy cow talk about not knowing anything i don't know anything i'm an idiot i'm not so I'm, again i'm not i'm no i think it's i'm not sure who works with these specific types of physics but i think it's a wizard or something like that. um but no uh, I, I i personally when i'm hearing him talk all i can think is wow i said this to rob yesterday i was like wow we have now like Hours of this guy talking after all of this time of no one being able to get interviews except a single series of letters back and forth, yada, yada, yada. but no one's been able to get anything other than what the Navy had to say about it, and we still know nothing except what he claimed in like the original episode with Kurt and uh, on Theories of Everything, and he said something along the lines of this, I, I did nothing but write stuff on a chalkboard, I don't know what the Navy's talking about, there's no, there are no, you know, like he was just, this is theory, again, that's weird, right? Because that's why he's famous. I'm sure that he's an interesting person to talk to for his love of physics and his love of rather novel and unique stuff. But he isn't the only one. Believe it or not, in the world of physics, we have everyone from the whack job to, to uh, you know, the scientific journalist who suddenly has a crack idea to some academic that is bored and whatever to, you know, people working on the bleeding edge, working for these large... Everyone wants to bring... Like like I was I was I said it the other day, yesterday in the chat, I was like, super relativity. I've heard so many people now talk about what Mark Ferrentino brought to my attention, but I didn't know it was already around for years. People like quantum physics uses like 21 ad hoc things to make it make sense in today's understanding of how the world works. Whereas in Einstein is still dead on and watch what we can do here. We can expand upon things because his equation allows us to to mess around with what we know today. Yada, yada, yada. And, and so they want to call it like super relativity, super unified field theory, super whatever. And maybe it is. I don't know. Again, I don't personally work with dark magic. I've never personally cast it. All right. I'll shut up. That's stupid. It's not even funny. But let's just say that I heard scientists drink baby blood under pizza. No, that's not true. Okay. I'll stop. Um, anyways, I don't know. It's something to think about there. But, 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 but moving on i guess if you're interested please uh by the way jock and quickly jump back real quick to the uh, to the bridgewater triangle thing um just if you're interested I, I would love to have uh people take you guys out and bring you around not just to the paranormal places but to the, and i mean have, i have people that can bring you to the paranormal places as well i mean i'm calling them that because that's where they've been reported i want to bring this up because it's like it's 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 dying here. I'm not looking for, we're not looking for tourism. I'm telling you it's free of charge. You could tip them, but honestly, maybe just buy them lunch or something. Um, but uh, literally these are authors. These are pretty high integrity people. When I say that, because they're, they're, they're more interested in the actual history of Massachusetts, but they do understand why, what people sometimes like about this place that makes it rather, you know, a ho- you know, obviously what some would call a hotspot uh, of the paranormal. Um, <laughs> oh dope knows That sounded kind of the name i was thinking of listen i'm not trying to insult this guy or anything but he is kind of an asshole I'm, I'm sorry listen if he hears this because he does know my show name and i have spoken to him before but i i have an email thread that i've been <laughs> bcc'd on i think it is and um let's just say i don't even like really like davis or put off or anyone but I, I i certainly wouldn't try to now, I just don't like anyone who's like, I'm smart, you're stupid, this is it. You don't even realize. Let me try to dumb it down for you. Here's a ping pong ball in a cup. If I'm going really, it's like, dude, we get it. You know, everyone has their own idea of how to expand upon Einstein and classic. I, geez, Jesus, it didn't die in 73. I don't, it's like, I don't care. I, I don't care. I'm not a scientist, but that, I just don't like people that talk like that and so egotistical about their ideas, and they've never shown or proved at all. They're basically trying to be a dick to get peer review. And that, to me, is crazy because you're asking for trouble, right? You're asking for people to be like, why would I even bother? I don't want to have my name attached to anyone who goes on people's podcasts and goes, no, uh, I'm sure. Now, can every other other host on this show please quiet down? uh, Because I think this guy could probably ask an intelligent question. I've literally heard that guy say that. I mean, seriously, he he actually said that to a podcast. So uh, there was two, three guys on like a panel. One of which was like, you know, I don't know. He was into, he was into physics. The other two were more into the paranormal. I can't even remember what show it was on. And he basically, I just watched the guy's faces. They were just like, (laughs) it was just like, Hey Dick, you're on my show. I would have kicked him off. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I don't give a shit about you at all. I don't, I don't care. You're one of the millions of people that have written, uh, that put together they they wrote papers that no one looked at, and it's not their fault necessarily, uh, but, you know, and I don't know, we've spoken about it before. Sometimes it's unjust that no one cares about the work, but also sometimes I feel like that's what you get. You go around being a jerk to people all the time and saying crazy shit. Steve says, <laughs> dope does if you said Jack, crackpot three times while looking in the mirror, Jack's <laughs> appears uh safari has been interjecting bs into this topic for far too many years i would take advice i wouldn't yeah i see what you're saying i wouldn't take uh safari has been injecting bs into the topic for decades pompous and i'm um- it's i was shocked man i was like i don't even really know this guy too much and i've heard his name constantly and then i saw that i was attached to an email thread that he's been on for a while there's a bunch of people on it maybe some of you people are so i'm not you know this is no revelation to you i'm just watching him argue with people that we all know you know the super super people Um, and, uh, and sure enough, they were just like, um, they were, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't trust Davis to put off, put off whatsoever, but the idea that that's how you're going to achieve something. I mean, you, what are you a jackass, uh, noodles, 1980 nasty says, do you watch secure team 10? No, I don't really watch any UFO channel unless they're. I only, it's tough. I know people get annoyed when I say this, but if you take in too much ufology, you will be so far off the mark that, that it will hurt, you know, when you find out the truth and you'll reject the truth. You'll be, like, your identity has been affected. I will be known now someone who is wrong. I'm not doing that. So I'm not saying security, well, I don't even give, I don't even know. I'm just saying I'm not interested in any UFO channel that specializes in videos because videos don't mean anything to me. I'm not interested in anyone who, who who has been linked to trouble in the past and i don't know if they have i'm just i just don't care i just don't care i personally just don't care about ufo videos so much unless of course it's from a remarkably credible source with context with information about everything with you know date time direction every, and it doesn't even matter anyways because even then it's 2022 my friends uh for, have you seen ai art have you seen some of these things i i wouldn't i don't care about videos really. It's just I just don't. I just don't. I, and I felt that for a while. I thought it was funny the day on the Invisible Night School they brought up that quote from Mick West about the 4K um parallax and stuff. I was just like This is like when when Avi Loeb and I I have nothing against Avi Loeb again. Please for the love of god people stop pretending that I hate Avi Loeb just because I think he's up to no good sometimes. No, I'm not saying that. But I will say that when Avi Loeb said I'm going to put this uh, this the whole thing to rest by putting sophisticated cameras pointing up on, on powerful telescopes. I'm like, how is saying that pictures and videos are not good enough, but I'm going to make pictures and videos to prove it's not true? It's like, what the f- but then Mick said something similar. I thought that was kind of funny that they brought, hey, Jimet Mello, but thank you so much. I really appreciate the super sticker. I don't know what a super sticker is, but thank you so much for doing it. Boom, get that recon salute. You're always here. I really appreciate it. I'm here busking for your money. Um, oh man, yes, I really appreciate it. I met Malibu. They, you know what? I don't know exactly what episode I first met you on, but I will say you have consistently been here to hang out with us and be a part of the recon team for a while now and help support the show. So I will make sure that you're going to get some free merchandise. I am working on it now. I know I've said that a couple of times, but for real, this time, you know, the problem is that, um, like most industries, the merchandise. Or, industry for podcasting radio television movies all that stuff has been so gutted that the deal concept is insane it's like it's like there are so many celebrities that can start a podcast and instantly have two hundred fifty thousand subscribers that the very idea that you could buy wholesale stuff like you could 20 years ago for for a show or a tv production or something is it's it's not like we'll give you a deal if you buy 2500 t-shirts at 21 dollars a t-shirt or you could buy the worst t-shirt possible for $16 if you buy 4,500 of them. No, I, I think I, I'm trying to look for the best deal. Thank you. Thank you very much, Matt Malibu. We'll have the exchange information. I will definitely send you and, and uh, Rob and a few others, of course, that, that you know who you are. You'll be getting that free merch coming soon. I'm trying to work on the best logo, too. I thought that one that I showed you guys the other day was good enough. I don't think it is. A little too Illuminati looking now that it's been brought to my attention. Uh, so thank you again, Jamet Malibu. Noodles, 1980. Again, welcome to the show. What do you think about the spiked UFOs? I saw one up close, like 100 feet away from me. Um, You know, I have seen a video of a spiked UFO a long, long time ago when I was a kid. A spiky looking UFO. And the one thing I can say, although at first we all thought it was just a freaking balloon kind of shifting in the light, in the light. In the camera the distance away the fact it was actually rising up the mountainside or whatever was making it really confusing looking it, it did look remarkable for a ufo video at the time i can't recall where it was from i think like maybe india pakistan or somewhere maybe china somewhere on the mountains there and uh it looked to me literally like we were seeing something hidden by an effect it almost looked like you know I, I, everything under the comments was dimensional you could see it's from another dimension all this stuff and and um and all all this you know and it was just it was just weird you know i was like shocked by you know how many people were saying it was like interdimensional or whatever it was but to me it actually looked like the uh it almost looked like a like a corona see a corona discharge seen in the daytime with some sort of gas igniting, and and that's why we're seeing like these little explosions almost. Now again, this is just what it looked like. It looked like minute, and again, that makes you know I have no idea what I'm talking about. That's just what it looked like to me. But yeah, I've seen a, a, a one video from so long ago that I thought was interesting. But again, videos don't really mean much to me. Again, I don't think, and especially modern day, like if someone puts some a new puts a new video out there. Um, With no context. I mean, you're like, what are you gonna do? My favorite was the videos we showed on the show the other day when they the the whole Brazilian, uh South American, um, Costa Rican, Central American area was doing some balloon festival thing. They had these crazy shaped balloons, triangular, saucer-shaped, goblin heads, all stuff, but from far away, people recording it, posting the videos and being like, What the hell is this over the city? And then someone flew a little prop plane literally right at one. Remember that. And it's like you couldn't tell even with their modern day iPhone what it was until you got about 30 feet away until you recognized it was this giant balloon that was just, you know, people threw up there. And for some reason, it was, it was staying rather buoyant and kind of flying around in the air currents above the city. But it was it was unbelievable. It was you couldn't tell at all. And it just makes it so impossible to know what you're looking at. And. And no offense to our friends in South America, but there seems to be just a bad of a a trend there producing completely horse crap videos. I mean, like they they literally are the biggest load of bull crap ever. Massan down there. I mean, when I hear the word Jamie (laughs) Massan, is that his name? Am I saying his name? I can't remember now. I'm trying to forget because I I literally forgot about him because I was so shocked by how many people were like, you got to check out this guy he's the best. He's like, he's like, our, he's like George Knapp, but you know, he's like, and I'm like, well, oh my God, dude, I watched like one of his things first off couldn't understand a word he said. I'm like, can this guy speak God's English? I mean, what's happening here? Is he like crazy? No, but that's obviously I'm joking. Uh, But no, I, I, I found out that he was just like, no, really, no, really, not real different from anyone else when it comes to the hoaxers. And he he, he created an environment for people to, be motivated to produce hoax videos in order to earn attention, fame, money, followers, whatever. That's a big deal. I mean, come on, let's face the facts. I mean, You're talking about a place that doesn't have as many options as well, economically speaking, work, You know, jobs and things like that. So if you can find an ability to start making money off of taking a picture of a balloon and getting it on the mainstream news and you're getting paid for these things, you're not motivated. And then what... <laughs> Whatever. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't trust that guy. Um, Bobby Broadway (laughs) videos. (laughs) Oh my God! Buen dia. Today, (laughs) you have videos. Okay, no seriously, let's let's move on here. (laughs) For I say say an offensive joke with an accent or something, and I get in trouble again. Not in trouble. People don't get you in trouble anymore. What they do is they talk shit and leave and never come back. (laughs) All right. Now, ah. listen, let's talk a little bit more what's out there in the world. I don't know why I'm rambling about that guy. Have you ever heard of the Dunny D8? Ah, I was watching the guy that came up with the puppets theory for those kids in Africa. Now, man, what is in my freaking ear? I'm sorry. What's happening? Ah! Something's tickling my ear and I don't like it. Um there is a uh, you know remember that remember the articles where everyone was fighting over recently about the um, the person that put forth the idea that the children in Zimbabwe did not in fact see aliens and saucers come down and land and walk around in mysterious ways and pass messages it in fact was something much more mundane and explainable he said he thought it was possibly. I, I'm sorry. I was going to bring up the Dunny D8, but I'm going to go back to that after. I want to bring up this real quick. Um, this guy Gideon. If you're interested, I would give him a follow on Twitter. Now, again, I'm not saying that you should believe someone just because that they've been they've had some good ideas in the past, but just look at their work and things they provide and the what and the reasons why reasons and angles they're bringing interest and attention to the field. And I'm not interested in echo chambers, but I will say, by God. They're posting videos of the dunny 8, the, the D8, or uh, pictures and stuff going to the museum and trying to show people and like uh, that follow him or people that are aware of what he's interested in. Sure enough. You know, triangular craft, even the same size almost, have been around since before the turn of the century. Bef- before they had the ability to find a motor that would weighed light enough to put inside of it, before they had the ability to recognize a lot of things the tailless craft has been around for so long it's 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 quite remarkable if you think about the idea that 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 some of the first designs we have are now considered the most elite hard to achieve signature reducing concept there is of course they're not exactly the same but let's quickly together take a look here at the dunny 8 and see if you can think of something you know that that this looks like today uh, you know, in the shapes of drones and stealth aircraft that we're producing today. Look at this shape of this thing. Where's the tail? This is not the aircraft. This is a cart they're moving on. This is a glider, of course. But look at this here. You see what I'm saying? This is not a new concept. For all the UFO aviation experts out there, oh, don't, don't get offended by this statement. But when you perp- when you I don't know if it's purposeful, but when you leave little anecdotes like the the Dunny D8 out there, you instantly you know, collapse the idea that humans, that, that the triangular craft is somehow some sort of remarkable breakthrough in aviation engineering that no one had thought of. And that's why it's new and there's nothing else. And triangular things are, you know, honed down to a few aircraft. It's just, it's just nonsense. That's why I'm worried about certain things because, well, for one, Using the statement like humans didn't fly triangular crafts around that early is worrisome. The earliest of those triangular crafts that we would see would not be regular aeroplanes flying around at high speeds. I am almost guaranteeing. Now, I can't say this for sure. Obviously, we can provide examples for modern day dirigibles, but I can say that it seems that one of the first concepts that someone might come up with, if you look at what was created, the dirigible in a Delta shape rather r- rigid dirigible would have been a concept that Lockheed and others tried to produce. Um, and uh, when I hear stories, like I was speaking earlier about um, the, the Jerry Lopes who had died, who had been one of the reporters who stopped on the side of route 24 r- and route one Oh five or one Oh four in West Bridgewater heading towards the Rainham dog track. They reported what looked like a home plate ship. They said it was a giant, you know, floating thing that looked like a home plate. It slowly picked up speed, but it came right at them with a huge spotlight on the front, huge, giant LED like light heading on. If you'd like to look up those interviews, please do on, on uh, YouTube. Look up Jerry Lopes' Triangle Aircraft or even read David Marlar's book. Oftentimes, it's in demand so much it's hard to even get a hold a copy of. Um, but it does make me worry because when I see things like the Dunny, just another example, on another example of a glider or something else being produced, yeah, you really got to. Stop and think. Is it appropriate to say humans didn't produce aircraft back then that could do that when their description is giant and floating? Here's what I want to bring up humans at no time in life recognize modern human technology as being our own, even when it almost, sl- almost slaps them in the face. Remember when I told stories about Michael Busby's book, you know, the airships crashing, and how even when it was clear that when it crashed, it wasn't a Mother effing thing from space or God or heaven or anything, they still reacted crazy. But in this examples in this book and other examples, other books out there, that, that there is basically no evidence to suggest that human beings can look at breakthrough technology and say, Oh, that's you know, the typical person. I don't know, you know, the average person that might see it. That's definitely human because we have this and this and this. It's just not gonna happen. We do not. We do not recognize our own technology. David Fravor, being even who he was, does not have the ability to distinguish technology from unknown, unknown other worlds from actual unknown craft that are being produced that he's not privy to. He has no. Why would he have any? There's aircraft manufacturers all over the world that make drones and all types of novel, weird crap. What I'm trying to suggest is take, like, for instance, take a look at this here. This is a time, way back in the 1700s, where a balloon crashes, and what happens? The people come out and start stabbing it with pitchforks. (laughs) They come out and decide to attack. Attack this demon thing. Oh, by the way, um, we'll get back to the Dunny DA in a second, because they eventually did put a motor on, and I'll show you that, but I'm trying to pull this thing up here. What's the deal? Hey, what's going on here? My picture won't load. It just keeps saying... I'll just go to Gideon's uh, Gideon's um, tweet. Uh, t- tweet. I'll go to Gideon's tweeter. Um, here's Gideon, the guy that came up with that puppet thing. I believe that's the same guy. If I'm wrong... geez, forgive me. I'm an idiot. But uh, here's Gideon Reed's uh, Twitter. And here's this article. Uh, Terrified villagers pitchfork the first hydrogen balloon on landing. After this, the French government issued a proclamation to Anyone who should see in the sky such a globe should be aware that, for oh, that far from being an alarming phenomenon, it is only a machine made of tefetis. What is that? A light canvas covered with paper that cannot possibly cause any harm, in which will someday prove serviceable. The uh, serviceable to the wants of, of society. Um, once again. You know what I'm saying? Once again, there is um an example of. <sighs> I mean, like we got we got a. We, I'm I'm not saying that it's that I, I I can't go as far as saying David Fravor is lying, but he might be being patriotic and thinking he's doing you know has a mission or whatever. But I mean, the same thing is occurring right now. Let's just say we'll take all the wayward son style stuff out of what's going on today and the possibility of all that and everyone's innocent everyone's super objective everyone's uh you know whatever and alex dietrich and others in fact saw something they didn't recognize and it flew around it flew flight pad it returned to whatever the air force allegedly collected it. i mean they they call it a god dang alien but what did they first say they thought they were at a weapons test site Noodles 1980, what is going on? Um, sorry, missing shaded delta shape lighter than airs. DSLs, yeah. Steve Steve is a witness to what he considers to this day, right? A, a possible dirigible because he saw a large floating triangular craft. I did as well. The only reason why I hold out for my sighting not being human at all is because of how it dropped out of the sky. Now, I tried to say for years that hey, maybe there is a way for something to you know, no, I can't, to me, it just, I, I still can't make sense of it, but I did try to see if there's like, wouldn't it be interesting if some of these dirigibles had a way to go negative buoyancy and manipulate that to descend rather quickly, even maybe deploying other measures to slow down their descent or something. But I, even then I'd be like, damn, how did it do it so quick? And why were the trees like bending over like that? You know, why did it get so quiet, windy quiet i don't even know how to describe it but um i don't know i don't know i i i'm gonna go out and just my gut tells me that we don't know the truth because how many anecdotal evidence we have it's an abundance it's like we can barely see over it of how many times we've been off by about 30 years on our own technology we're like our government doesn't have dirigibles that can be like (laughs) (laughs) pseudo.
4: humans can't do that
1: (laughs) sorry
3: Alyssa. Alyssa Jordana. Where do I know that name from? Alyssa Jordana. Know that name. (laughs) Who is this lady? Alyssa Ann Schwartz, mostly known as her stage name by Alyssa Jordan, is an American radio and TV personality, music, musician, writer, and online talk show host. She's best known for her appearance on the Howard Stern Show and as a former member of the dance pop band Cobra Starship. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on right now. I don't know who this woman is or why you're referring to her. Uh, Noodles, 1980, Get me an interview, man. I'd love to come on her show. Let's go. Hook it up. Strangerecon at gmail.com. I'd love to get on there. I don't watch Howard Stern anymore. I used to watch it back in the day, but, you know, or listen to it once in a while. Um, Howard was a depraved maniac, but uh, that was, it was great. I used to love when Norm would go on there because Norm would say so much stuff like you would be unbelievable. And uh, yeah, I don't know. All right. Shall we? Um, I want to show this picture real quick of the Dunny 8 before we move on here because it because people in fact will just keep saying that, you know, it's just a glider or something when in fact it wasn't. They put, an, they put a motor on the back. It, in fact, had a giant propeller on it, like in the back of a boat, rotor. But it's also um, been launched without one a million times as well. I mean, I don't know how many times. It's it's, it's, they've had, you know, way before they had Delta-shaped aircraft by uh, brothers in the 1780s and 90s that were being thrown off dunes. And uh, they would lit and um and you know I think even who was it that I don't even remember someone um has a photograph of uh, I can't even I can look it up I'm sure it's there but someone has a photograph of those two guys um running the thing towards the towards the dune like you could see from the back view there's a photograph like of the of the thing, of the running at the dune and there's another one where the guy's legs are sticking out and he's going off the dune so they they were working on these da- tailless Delta shaped craft long, long ago. And of course, famously, you know, we made our own here. The Horton brothers over in Germany made their own there. Multiple variations and companies tried to produce them and had reasons why allegedly they weren't great. I've read a bunch of the stuff, and it seems that all of their reasoning was based off of aero, uh, um, like engineering problems that eventually became completely fine to use the delta shape and that's why we see it everywhere a lot of it was like the uh going over the surface and being able to go into you know like induction or be induct i don't even know what the hell it's called i'm an idiot don't listen to me Uh, but yeah the materials can get hot high elevations yada, yada yada Moving on, folks. We got stuff to move on. We're talking about the other stuff and all that good jazz. And I want to ask this question, right? This is a question I put out on Twitter. Ready? And it's not, oh man, you know, I don't, this isn't the first time this has been asked, I'm sure. <clears throat> is it possible for a cult to exist and operate day in and out entirely online without ever coming face to face? I said some other stuff after, but it doesn't really matter. i had on guess i guess that was in a cult and her, her books right here i'm still working through it and i'm, I'm thinking to myself with, with with some people you know that have sent me other stuff and what i've seen mr cambion talk about as of late and some other people that have talked about as of late i and again i've heard this through the twitter spaces and all that stuff for a while now very you know cult like there are I've heard they are a cult essentially from both sides for like six months now, just watching people talk. And I don't really contribute at all to UFO Twitter. I, I honestly, it's, it's to me, I don't, I simply isn't worth it whatsoever. Never was involved with it. Never will be again because it's not, but I will talk about UFOs and stuff on Twitter. It's not with UFO Twitter, but either way, I've heard it constantly referred to as that by many people. And some people who have rather decent credentials to call it that, but seriously, can a cult exist though? not in the physical, not in a camp somewhere, not with a brick-and-mortar headquarters or some sort of yoga studio that is acting weird or something, (laughs) you know, is it, it, can it exist entirely on the internet? I said afterwards in that same thing, like a guild on an MMO video game, a massively multiplayer online video game where, you know, there'd be you know a thousand some odd people involved with this one guild, you know, they're called like the Warriors, you know, the snake warriors i don't know i don't know why i said snake i saw a snake (laughs) but uh and the snake warriors meet up every week and they go and they do things together on the internet entirely online most of these people will never meet each other some of some people have met and got married some people all this all types of stuff the connections are entirely real you can see that the 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 same thing occurs on on, you know from long distance relationships all this stuff when it comes to romance and all that stuff so obviously there are other aspects we should be looking at can a cult exist entirely on the internet without ever meeting each other in real life maybe once in a while one or two get to meet up at a symposium a conference a congress for ufos if you will well maybe i'm not even talking about the paranormal ufos or anything but if they can exist entirely on the internet how do you protect yourself or how do you notice it how do people within that cult become aware of it because it, you're now avoiding traditional recruitment you're avoiding probably trigger words and stuff like that that traditionally would be looked for or thought of or 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 someone would have heard it and been alerted but you're there's a lot of things that change if you're going to say that the cult exists entirely essentially on a medium like twitter or other things which i'm i'm wondering if there's any if anyone could point me to the medical literature i mean to the, to the psychological literature to the you know, to the law enforcement literature to, you know, the government's work on if anyone can find something to send it to, to me, my way to point it to me, because I'm, I'm, I'm concerned for multiple reasons, not because I'm interested in, in, in seeing this out and seeing if it's all true and stuff. Cause that's, it would blow my mind. If basically multiple, you know, professionals be like, "Is are you uh, not? Yes, it's a cult. Not only it's cult, look at the dangerous crap they've already done. But what I'm saying is, as people are actually claiming. You go on some of these Twitter spaces, and the word is thrown around like it's the goddamn wild west, and everyone's playing poker in the saloon or the brothel or something, and someone said some said something annoying to, I like literally called, cult, cult, go. It's like, dude, every it's it, I don't know what to say about it. I just know that I'm hearing it a lot, and and I know it's very easy to draw equivalencies in behavior, but as an organization or as an organism, can it? exist there entirely void of walls headquarters physical meetups physical relationships can it still issue the same influence coercion and manipulation can it achieve things like robbing people stealing from you leading you down paths you know pushing the insane to be further insane uh, motivating you to recruit? Is it easy? Is it the same? Rec- that that the, the whole concept of it needs to be studied in a modern way, or maybe it has been. Please send it my way because I'd like to look into it. I'm very interested in reading what maybe some people are would consider relatively credible peer review. Uh, but I got to tell you that I wouldn't doubt it. Everything that we've had in the physical world will evolve eventually to some sort of digital, some sort of upload, some sort of existence in a, in a place that simply didn't exist before, like, 92 for a lot of people, 93, you know, before people started actually getting the access to the internet or something, or, you know, much later, later on, but um, I don't think it's even close to being reconciled yet. Of course equivalencies can be drawn between a lot of things. I'm sure a, a good debater can talk about, you know, how KFC can make you know, can can make you drink baby blood under a, a pizza hut. Hey, Brian Kerrigan. Singer and musician member of the Owells. Mind manipulation and isolation is the key. Well, certainly, right, because isolation, if you isolate yourself entirely to Internet activity in a medium like Twitter where the conversation is reduced, the context is collapsed, the information you get is limited. And oftentimes, no offense, most people are headline readers anyway, so that you're essentially finding someone who has isolated themselves already. You know, what do we talk about before when we we're looking in what psyops and information ops and stuff that, and what they do? A lot of times it, it's it's entirely just looking for a vulnerable community in general like straight up what community can i take advantage of like a con man's actions because a lot of things from uh from that psychological type of uh warfare you can see (laughs) derives a lot from hey has anyone seen the movie gaslighting a 1944 classic i believe it's a 44 it's about a man who convinces his wife she's effing nuts in order to rob her upon upon you know taking it in i'm like this looks like a training video <laughs> from like the ic community and um and so i i was just like this is a perfect tool to use it's like it's like i, I you know it's funny too because i i didn't really ever i've heard gaslighting before i've heard that term of course but i i, I didn't realize just how easy it is to recognize it you know it's like when you you know, you think of a, a white car and suddenly you just start noticing that, you know, all these white cars. Oh, my God, man. Coercion, manipulation, out of context statements being taken. And, 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 and it's and it's it's the ignorance of the individuals involved that are completely taken advantage of. And a lot of people would say that, oh, you're a conspiracy-minded, but it, <laughs> that's the playbook of the con man. That's the playbook of gaslighting. That's the playbook of someone that recognizes a weaker foe Whether it be mentally or physically, and I'm not trying to be insulting when I say someone might be psychologically weak and vulnerable to this type of thing. It's not an insult. I tell you what, I've seen people that I think would be ripe to be manipulated by people from the intelligence community or or, or the corporate world or whatever else or some psychopath on Twitter. But the fact of the matter is that that person also can engineer an engine you know literally fabricate an engine i can't do that i don't know i'm a a freaking idiot on the internet talking on a microphone you know i recognize right away that we can't just say that people that are vulnerable to coercion are, are dumb that's ridiculous but i will say that it's clear to me that some people on the planet seem to be far more vulnerable to manipulation than others and maybe it's not even direct manipulation maybe things are out there that passively grab people and that cult like invisible realm I'm talking about is what I'm saying. If someone tells you, listen, and I'm not for one second saying, okay? And don't for anyone think that I'm joining sides with anyone or taking sides anywhere. We don't know a lot of the weird paranormal crap that's happening out there when it comes to you know, certain things. We simply have not even reconciled half the world in, the, in, in, in through the lens of modern hard sciences, it just isn't the way we think. Having said that, that isn't to say you can just claim anything and be it true. There's a person named Bletso with a family down in North Carolina. I want nothing to do with a fight with anyone or anything like this. I don't want any trouble from Ryan Bletso. I don't want him to shoot a laser beam out of his eyeballs or whatever. But let's just say that some would say, some would say, passively speaking, these individuals have put things out there enough on the internet to at large that people that are desperate for help will hear it and actually think it's an option to get saved. I think the Bletzos are already interesting enough for the weird paranormal crap they've been claiming back in the day that had nothing to do with some of this other stuff. But I'll tell you right now, if you're gonna if I'm gonna ask the question, and I beg of you to help me find the answer, if a cult can exist entirely on the internet without anyone recognizing boundaries or they've been recruited or they're even involved, regurgitating or helping it, there are some pretty good strong examples out there of the passive effect of maybe the very vulnerable-minded person with communities that are fostered around certain individuals in, in the community. Again, I'm not saying Bletzo is actually trying to start anything. I'm not saying that everything these people say should be un- you shouldn't trust, blah, blah, they're bad people. I'm not saying the people that like them are dumb, bad, or anything. In fact, not at all. I'm interested in the same esoteric, weird shit that they are. I'm just saying that there's clear evidence that there are sick people out there actually thinking they can be saved because there's individuals on the internet promising them that they have a special connection with aliens and stuff like that. And they're going to save you because what does that cultivate? It cultivates a community of people that see this person as literally a like prophet God walking around the planet with us who can touch you and cure your AIDS. It's not going to happen. It is not going to happen. I would love for me to be wrong there, and maybe I am wrong. Prove me wrong. It's not going to happen. It's falsifiable enough to move that forward. As in, it ain't going to happen. There, this guy is not going to touch you, and you're not going to lose your your cancer. Okay. It, I'm I'm sorry. I'm so effing sick of of the of, of of the. And I and again, I really like some of the people that are interested in the idea that that could be possible. It's fine. They would like to point towards noetic institutes and all types of things all over the place. But if you can find me something right now that shows you can use thought to cure children's cancer or something, put up or shut the fuck up. I'm so sick and fucking tired of it. It's sick. It literally is taking advantage of. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. I don't want to see your goddamn stupid papers that have never been peer-reviewed either, and be like, "Oh, you won't read it, so you're the one that's wrong." Really? Because I've got people with dying children lining up to see me, and things like that, because they, they 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 think that because I have a billionaire friend and I'm constantly surrounded by former government officials, and I have all these individuals on the internet putting information out there like the healer, the savior, the magical spoon-bending, laser-shooting, wonderful person that gets abducted by cows. I'm fucking sick of it. All right. It's it's even if even if 10% of what the guy has ever reported, or 50% is true. What the passive shit that people are getting recruited by on the internet is insane. I'm sorry. I know it, I, listen, I'm not saying it's even impossible that something like this could exist, and, 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 and maybe in weird ways does get affected. I'm, I'm saying that this guy is not touching you, and you're going to stand up out of your wheelchair and start fucking breakdancing, okay? I'm going to take a break. I'm going to get some coffee. I'm gonna go punch a hole in the plaster and when i get back we'll talk all about some more weird stuff and i'm so sorry I, I i don't actually i'm not actually angry folks okay relax everyone calm down hold on where is the knife all right sorry anyways and again this is not for all those people out there that that, that, that somehow equate like me thinking that, that that's a little unethical to do these things uh, to not believing that there is anything weird about, you know, how health works. And if the medical industry is actually always being honest or if the pharmaceutical corporations out there are actually doing their job like they are, like, fine, we, we figured it out. They're the only corporations in the world that are completely objective and innocent and nice. We fi- We did it thank God that that these random, I'm I'm not so naive that I can't see there is major issues with our health, major issues with the medical industry. And of course the pharmaceutical industry and the pharma psychology industry, I get it. All right. But then that doesn't mean I'm going to throw that all out and suggest that they've never saved people, that there isn't actual ways to get help. Like, if, like, psychology can't help you, are you goddamn kidding me? I don't know, Brian, Ke- Brian Kerrigan, I think we know a little bit about veteran suicide and things like that. Brian Kerrigan probably knows a little bit about it as well, being a, uh, you know, a disabled service member, veteran, Purple Heart uh, person himself. Brian, thank you for your service, as always. But I, I've never said that to you before. <laughs> uh, but again, Brian Kerrigan, Purple Heart recipient, injured in war. Brian, why didn't you just skip the VA and go get thought treatment and get the uh, metal taken out of you and stuff that you, when you were blown up? Seems weird. Hey, I'm sorry. I got to stop the crazy rants. Thank you for my service. <laughs> Salvation Army, 1977 to 82. You have no idea how many prices we slashed. Bobby Broadway, hold on. Who are you? How do you know that story? <laughs> you need a crop circle to something in with that incense. There's a video of Greer talking in tongue tongues, lighting incense, lighting incense in at an altar. Why is it so small? I can't see. At his last 3000 grant 3000 grand a plate retreat this summer or spring. Yeah, um, Bobby Broadway. Well, you probably wouldn't tell me, you are, but yeah, there's uh, I, I once read a book by Ralph Blumenthal. From uh, if you don't know who Ralph Blumenthal is, go check out Ralph Blumenthal's book on John Mack. And maybe some people, after reading that book, can draw some conclusions about stuff that people believe you could do in the center of a crop circle, or maybe just <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> anyways. Um, we got to move on here. <laughs> okay. All right. I didn't even, I, I say so much. I have no idea what I'm saying at the time. Um, yeah. All right. Let's move on here. I got to take a quick break. We'll be back. We're going to listen to some music from our band. Seeing the YouTube chat. Sorry. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and kittens. Hey, before I go, I know there are some listeners in the Minneapolis area because I can see the uh, analytics for the show. There is a whole bunch of people in the Minneapolis area. Nah, there's actually only like 50. <laughs> but either way, um, for the 50 people, that I hear this on the audio side before I take a break? My friend is competing in the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu tournament. He's not my friend, he was an old, old uh, battle buddy. Uh, old team leader of mine and if anyone is interested in watching some competitive brazilian jiu-jitsu go check out this event here in minneapolis i don't know if i'm can you get it can i see everything here okay october 22nd what day is it (laughs) tomorrow tomorrow there's an old team leader of mine back in the army he's the underdog as you can see at plus 100 betting and he's fighting Dylan Dietz 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 I don't Diet Dietz I don't know how to say his name. Anyways, Wade Pariseau versus Dylan Dietz. Wayne Wade, my buddy here is um is the underdog. But if you'd like to see it, please do. I don't think it's that expensive. I think you can get in rather cheap if you're a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu fan. Anyways, I got to take a quick break, folks. When I get back, we will talk about drinking baby
4: blood under Pizza Hut.
3: Giannis Pappas comedy special. Please watch that. It was so damn funny. I couldn't believe it. Giannis Pappas, his newest comedy special. Please watch that again. Don't get offended. He makes fun of everyone. It's not an award. You don't get an achievement of being offended. I don't know who, is there like some sort of invisible, like American Idol, I've never seen. where like, I am the most offended. I am the most offended because here I, <laughs> we get it. You can be offended. I've been offended my entire life. Think about being a redheaded freckle face kid growing up a place where everyone hates everyone. Hey folks, look, I'm growing a map of the Bridgewater triangle on my chin. Why is that growing triangular? Anyways, I got to get out of here. I'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. I've already lost like 20 people rambling on here. Hold on, I have to fix my audio. Hold on a (sighs) second. That's right, I was fixing my audio. All right, seriously, that's not funny. There was some incense in my face. I had to get out of my face. Um, Welcome back, Recon. This is Jeff White Bear Kingsbury. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about drinking baby blood under Pizza Hut. No. That's a line from Giannis Papa's stand-up special. I keep saying that. I did not in any way make that line up. But seriously, let's get into what today's topic was actually about now that I've ranted for an hour and 30 minutes or so. Excuse me one second. All right, Roz, cue the tape. Oh, no, I'm not Frazier. Anyways, okay, uh, so as I said earlier, statement from the FDA commissioner, Scott Gottlieb, back in 2019, Gottlieb, scary name to be running the FDA. I'm not sure if you're aware the history of that name attached to medical research, but (laughs) not great. Back in 2019, Mr. Gottlieb, FDA commissioner, MD, and director of FDA center of bio, uh, bio, biologist, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Biologics. Evaluation and research, Peter Marks, MD, PhD, cautioning. Consumers against receiving young donor plasma infusions that are promoted as an unproven treatment for varying conditions. If you'd like to see the press statement from the FDA on the FDA's website, so you know, listen, for all you people that believe every word the government says, they say
0: it's all Uh,
3: But seriously, it is backed up by the fact that... The conspiracy world for years has been saying that these things, this was so common in the rich people world, if you, so so, you know, so to speak, that it would one day become as common as a gosh darn, I hope that link made it, like going to the, you can go to the store and get one. It's going to be that common soon. And we're going to be harvesting baby blood uh, from all the babies in the countries and worlds we conquer. And it's already happening. Have you seen Pandora? That's right. No, no. What what is it called? Not Pandora. What's Is it Pandora? Avatar? Whatever that one? I don't remember. Anyways, but the FDA has recently become aware. Now, this is obviously from 2019 and from the Trump administration. (laughs) The FDA has recently become aware of reports of establishments in several states that are offering infusions of plasma from young donors to purportedly treat the effects of a variety of conditions now for all my friends out there and weirdos right now listening who are like we talk about plasma on the show all the time how the hell are they putting plasma in people from my what people are plasma we're talking of course about blood plasma plasma blood um not you know lightning induced plasma or something <laughs> ball lightning the condition the conditions range from normal aging and memory loss so they were going to make you look younger your memory loss we're going to recap your detator um uh to serious diseases like dementia parkinson's disease multiple sclerosis alzheimer's disease heart disease or post-traumatic stress disorder holy cow i gotta bite the head off a baby and i can get rid of my ptsd the va hasn't told me about this that was dark let's back up here i'm talking about a foreign baby don't worry we have significant public health concerns about the promotion that use the use of plasma for these purposes. There is no proven clinical benefits of infusion of plasma from young donors to cure, mitigate, treat, or prevent these conditions. And there are risks associated with the use of any plasma product. I know what you're trying to say. You shill. Turd Ferguson, Jeff Whitebear, Kingsbury, Kitchener Leslie. I know what you're trying to say. You're trying to cover for the rich people in the government who are trying to say, don't use that ability they're trying to keep it for themselves they're trying to say it's there's nothing to it and scott gottlieb that son of a bee probably has a baby farm in his backyard now let's back up here all right let's back up here maybe none of that was uh, worth me doing yo lord ludicrous thank you very much for the super chat holy cow man Thank you, man. Uh, super, super supporter of the show. Always here putting forth those good comments and always hooking me up with good research and articles to look at. Stem cells pack away more, pack way more of a punch than baby blood. Just saying. Great show. To, thank you. Um, well, I'm already addicted to the baby blood. So try to take it from me. We'll see what's going to happen. No, for real, though, stem cells are another great example of context, right? Because if you find out where the stem cells are coming from, you might suddenly be concerned that this could inspire, say, unethical business practices or even straight-up criminal behavior. Now, we all know the human being is completely objective, innocent, and nice and would never do anything wrong to one another. We all know that when a tree falls in the forest, there are no criminals anywhere in the world. What? Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that it has. The conspiracy theorists, obviously the craziest ones making the craziest statements are are probably not accurate. But if we look at the context a little bit broader, we can see that, yes, things like stem cell research, which a lot of people voted against. I think, you know, Brian Kerrigan and I actually know someone and, you know, I don't say this often, but, you know, I I loved the guy even though we weren't friends towards the end. I absolutely loved him like a brother and um, who, you know, would tell me He'd be opposed entirely to the idea of ever using the sick, demonic-like stuff. Not, he wouldn't say demonic, but he would make it sound that way, to be honest. And, of course, there came a time in his life where he needed it. And and, and they went for it, because stem cells uh, do can do pretty impressive things and i think that becomes a conflict for a lot of christians out there a lot of religious people out there that might hear the origins or the dubious behavior linked to some of these researches and uh or 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 why some countries seemingly offer it for free and it's just there's a lot of weird stuff going on but let's look at this real quick real fast here the fda puts this statement out the, sca- the skeptics are like, hey, now, you're a rock star. Yeah, just- okay, never mind. They didn't say that. No, they say this is ridiculous. They're obviously not doing any of this. this is nonsense. I looked up and see if there was anything even remotely close to being you know, in that context in the public. And right away, I found a company called Ambrosia that says, screw what the FDA says. There's plenty of evidence to support this. The donors are 16 to 25 years old, relax world. That's what Ambrosia says. But let's take a look at ambrosia. A startup, this is from 2017. A startup is buying teenagers' blood and selling it to the rich so they can live forever, is the name of the stupid article headline. So of course, right away, the even the headline reading skeptics that are claiming they read the whole article are like, oh, <laughs> I'm just joking. I respect that guy, Jason Cavalito, very much. He's, he's obviously a very bright guy. But again, I think that being, you know, trying to win an audience with this, like, blanket skepticism for things without really kind of stepping back and realizing what the article is doing, what the reporters did with the microphone on the face of the whack job person. Growing old is for the poor, this this place says. Ambrosia wants you to know. You can come in and get some baby blood. And uh, then you'll live forever. But, no, seriously, this is an LLC. Ambrosia LLC is here ambrosiaplasma.com looks like the domain is no longer working after 2017, that seems weird they probably have changed their name because the bad press they got, but uh, bargain basement deal, you can go in for $8,000, get a very small amount of it but you hook yourself up to uh, to, uh, you know, some sort of like package deal, five visits you know, five visits, 30 grand come on 30 grand? Let me tell you something about billionaires. I don't know if you recognize, but billionaires talk about, I'm serious about this. And this is my firsthand witness experience talking to some billionaires about, actually I asked them their, their advice. I asked one of the guys, there was vice and he laughed and he said, it's only 20 bucks. What are you worried about? It's only 20 bucks. He was referring to like 29,000, $28,000 uh, upgrade. I was trying to do something. He's like, it's 20 bucks. What are you worried about? It's not 20 bucks, sir. It's $20,000. And to some of us, that's more money we'll have in liquid cash Uh, once in a while. All of the time, we've got bills to pay, children to raise, emergencies, the car breaks down. The average person, of course, is not the average person, is, of course, not saving very much liquid capital on their life. But when someone says the wealthy are drinking baby blood to live forever and the skeptic says, That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Anyone who believes this is an idiot. Look at this nonsense. And you find Ambrosia tried to do it. But the conspiracy theorist basically said, hey, listen, I'm not saying. No, they didn't say that at all. They basically said lizards are drinking baby blood and lizards are the president and the pope and stuff. But that that this would become common one day. It would be common because it would slowly become acceptable through celebrities.
5: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW void We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
3: Do we have examples of weird shit like that happening? I brought it off in the beginning of the show. Sandra Bullock as an appearance on the Ellen show. Um Sandra Bullock, baby. Oh, it's no longer in the search. What do you know? Baby lotion, I'll say that. Here we go. Let's see what she has to say about her visit I can't play it on the show cuz I'll get a, I'll get a copyright strike but Sandra Bullock sits down with Ellen DeGeneres and talks about a facial treatment she had while off filming Ocean's 8 Remember remember a lot of actresses and actors and stuff that that are that are that are, that are basically so sought after for the part can quite literally change the entire area the place is shot in because they would like to spend six weeks there. I don't know if that happened. Well, let's just say I find it interesting that oftentimes some of these people are filming movies in places that are notorious for these medical procedures that are rather cheap in those places, and they can get, well, lots of them on the go. Cryo-Frozen. Anyways, Sandra Bullock goes on the Ellen DeGeneres show. I can't play it on the thing, but she basically... (laughs) she says "Uh, i got a penis facial and Ellen knew what that meant but the audience probably didn't know they weren't on in on it yet and um the penis facial was a solution made of uh baby foreskin i'm sure that's going to attract some attention as a keyword on the show but yeah and um and it was just another moment where the conspiracy theorists went wild. They said, look, we're literally trying to tell you this, and now they have celebrities talking about it. And what happened when the non-celebrity who has money sees their Queen Bay or something on TV or something talking about it? They instantly also want it. If one thing Greer has right is that celebrities are influencers, and influencers can tell their audience to literally eat rocks, and they'll do it and try to go viral. Um, now I don't know any med- I, Again, this is not like I am. A, you know, work in the medical field. I uh, clearly don't. Um, but this is not the one anecdotal thing. We can keep going on and on here. Of course, we have people in the uh, Bobby Broadway and and, Cap- and uh, Laura Ludicus have brought up the stem cells. Has everyone? Ever, has anyone ever seen the South Park episode? They they literally kind of use the conspiracy theorists script as the whole episode it was insane christopher reeves and tom cruise and all those individuals going to south america to break off baby fetuses and drink their stem cells if you will obviously a break off it's disgusting it's you know but that's it was it was quite hilarious when you think about how a conspiracy theorist would the craziest one might portray some of these things happening but let's look up let's see what google allows us to see because remember google is highly tailored It says there's like millions of results, but you can absolutely not see them. Go ahead and try. Try to to keep going back on the O's on the Google until it just stops around like 22,000 results, even though it says it gives you a million. We've taken away the other ones because, well, they're not worth your time and effort. Myths and misconceptions from CIRM, California stem cell agency, which is a dot ca.gov website here's what they have to say um this will not be the only source i'm sure we're going to get into one of the main questions they get is their cern cerm funded stem cell research carried out ethically stem cell research like any field in the biomedicine world poses social and ethical concerns cerm as well as the broader research community take these seriously, as a state funded body, CERM has comprehensive policies to govern research similar to our national counterpart, the National Institutes of Health. CERM funded researchers must comply with a comprehensive set of regulations that have been carefully developed and are in accordance with the national and international standards. I could stop there and just quickly Google, which I don't really have to. This is a ridiculous, redundant thing. I would stop there and see has there ever been any. Medical research lawsuits and ethical boards or committees that have been put together because major discoveries. Oh, yeah, not having a look, I'll just remote view the truth, which is yes, we've gone over it many times in the world before. There are many companies that have produced a very similar mission statement, organization, something along the lines like we follow strict protocols and standard procedures, uh, ethical boards, overview, blah, 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 blah. When in fact, they never were, they hired the people that were doing the. Uh, I'm not saying that's what's happening here whatsoever. I'm just saying. The idea that (laughs) it's just I I can't stand that concept. There is no organization right now, even the most the largest conglomerates in the world that do not have a fully active 24 hour day employed, not just employed on the standby, but working uh, essential like insurance policies and lawyers that are going to go handle things. Uh, So, yeah, I, I don't know But these regulations were among the first formal policies governing the conduct of stem cell research in our accordance with recommendations from the National Academies and from the International Society for Stem Cell Research. CIRM's Standards Working Group meets regularly to consider new ethical challenges as the science progresses and to arise uh, to revise standards to reflect the current state of the research. Where do the embryos come from? And according to them and their training manual, all the human embryonic stem cell lines currently in use come from our four to five day old embryos left over from Invertro Fertilization, IVF procedures, the IVF researchers mix a man's sperm and a woman's egg together in a lab dish. Some of these eggs will become fertilized. At about five days, the egg has divided to become a hollow ball of roughly 100 cells called blastosis. Blastocyst. I don't know, which is smaller than the size of a dot over a lowercase i in it these very early embryos are implanted into a woman in the hopes that she becomes pregnant each cycle of ivf well it did just stop there and in the next paragraph each cycle of ivf can, pres, can produce many blastocysts some of which are implanted into women the rest are stored in the ivf clinical freezer after a successful implantation they must decide what to do with the remaining embryos there are a few options continue pay, to pay continue to paying Continue to paying to store the embryos. Defrost the embryos, which destroys them. Donate the embryos for adoption. This option is rarely taken, it says right there. Choose to donate the frozen embryos for research. These donated embryos are the source of human embryonic stem cell lines. It just stopped talking about the impregnated women. It's just done. It just ends there. People who donate leftover embryos for research go through an extensive uh, consent process to ensure that uh that they understand embryonic stem cell research understate i mean what the i because i'm almost positive i I can't say now because i will be completely you know unsourced because i don't do that but i'm speculating here please everyone hear me speculating i'm pretty sure something about telomeres in an older unborn whatever the name we're using here before someone from some group attacks me um are better developed in later stages now i'm not and those are some things they're looking for when they're working so I, i don't know i'm not sure but i i do want to look more into that i just find it interesting they just kind of end the conversation about what's happening to the I'm, it says next. I'm opposed to abortion. Do embryonic stem cells lines come from aborted fetuses? No. Embryonic stem cell lo- stem cells only come from four to five day old blastocysts of younger embryos. Adult stem cells are extremely valuable too and have great potential for future therapies. However, these cells are very restricted in what they can do. Unlike embryonic stem cells, which can grow into virtually any cell type in the body, adult stem cells only can follow certain paths. For example, blood-forming stem cells can grow into mature blood cells, and brain stem cells can maybe able to grow into mature neurons, but a blood-forming stem cell can't grow into a neuron and vice versa what's more adult stem cells don't grow indefinitely in a in the lab unlike embryonic stem cells and they aren't as flexible in the types of disease they can treat now obviously that's a world away obviously Kepsa. So. I have a joke I want to make about the face cream, but I just can't. I don't know if it's an okay. I mean, this is the R-rated show. It was. I don't know if I changed it. I really just want to make really bad tasteless jokes. Offensive jokes. Really offensive jokes. But a guy who has an immaculately young-looking penis because he keeps... <laughs>
0: <laughs> who keeps taking my $8,000 face cream?
3: <laughs> All right, sorry. That's not funny, and I should shut up. I don't want to say anything that's going to offend someone. (sighs) Whores lover fats that I had to toss my expensive face cream when I learned that it had human placenta extract. I kept visualizing fetuses on my face. Yikes. Yeah. And again, I'm not trying to feed any type of conspiracy fire here. And don't. I think the website kind of explained it when it comes to the uh, embryonic um, stem cells they use. But at the same time, I, I, I'm i picking this from... This is like... I, obviously, this is drastically different. But I get this weird feeling all the time with that wave gap thing we talk about with technology. It's like the medical industry kind of does this as, w- as well. I mean, I'm sure someone was asking people what was going on during certain government experiments on the public, and they were being told something different. And I'm not saying that's the same thing at all. I'm not trying to draw any equivalencies between that. What I'm saying is that when you tend to have to uh, you know come up with your own ethical review boards when you tend to have to have your own revision team that that changes with the new understanding and, and revelations and innovations within the field i just feel like you're you're doomed to end up avocado and what the heck does that mean what does it mean doomed to end up avocado it's or the egg i should have said the egg rather do you know how many times in my life I have seen the news talk about new research shows that the egg is healthy. New research shows the egg is unhealthy. New research, and then you, like, find out these are white papers from, like, the chicken's mouth. The company or the organization that was selling the eggs in one way or another, somehow employed a team of people to find a reason that you can suggest that science shows that the egg can give you one hot ass. All right, moving on. Avocado did that. It was hilarious. It was like every... I was like watching all these people... And I love avocado. I ate it the other day. I just had avocado toast down in uh, uh, Providence, Rhode Island. I was actually right on the Pawtucket border there. That's some vegan place. That's right. Y'all found out that I sometimes eat vegan. One time my mother walked in on me when I was eating vegan, and I I still I can't look her in the eyes ever since. No, I'm just kidding. That's a bad joke. I'm sorry. I'll shut up. But um seriously, I went down there. I love avocados. But you know, for for I've heard people claim avocados are like Jesus for God's sakes. I have never heard um so many people talk about avocados are the greatest single thing to health ever. This is like what they were talking about with cottage cheese. It's just, to me, I'm just, (laughs) I can't, uh, you know, and then you find out who are the organizations coming up with the science behind this. Oh, what do you know? It's like an avocado with like a mustache and a beard and like nose glasses on (laughs) the avocados coming up with this research. That's it. Bobby Broadway says you're missing out. She is purdy. What are you guys talking about? talking about whores lover fat talking about the face cream (laughs) the odin zaner are doing trippy experiments with their own stem cells you can follow them on social media it's wild to watch their progress okay that's interesting what are they called again odin and zaner are doing trippy experiments with their own stem cells odin and zaner biohacking artist? Whoa. Is this the guy, Joe Zayner? Is this this fellow right here? I don't know why it says Nelson Chung at the bottom of his name but uh this guy's a biohacker if you hear that term biohacker it's been associated sometimes with some pretty unethical fraudulent (laughs) stuff but i gotta say um obviously that the whole entire concept of biohacking is is amazing it's not all about faulty pseudo science crap there's some pretty interesting stuff about biohacking that's i find to be rather interesting i mean Without the, you know, the scary telling Dana White he's going to die in the next 10 years type of thing. Maybe he was. I don't know. But I do think that when if you could have a, a if you could have like a, a thing in your leg that showed any flux, like you could literally monitor your health like you monitored social media, you absolutely would. You probably wouldn't want an implant, but it'd be cool if you could stick something on your side and have it there like a, like a, like, a, you know, some sort of, you know, five day test of, you know, ketones or something in your blood or I don't know what the hell you're talking about talking about here but um, if you're able to keep some device like that on your long time it would be really cool to be able to see everything about you Like, like you know I'm stealing this from Joe List the comedian here but seriously I literally monitor my health by how unhealthy other people are I'll drink like soda three times in a week and I'm like I think I might have just gave myself the the, the the scariest. I think I might really be in trouble. I might be really sick. I drink soda three times a week. Meanwhile, I'm at the store. I see people with a carriage full of Mountain Dew as high as the freaking ceiling, and they could not possibly be drinking anything else. It's impossible. I can see them. So I'm wondering to myself, how is it that I can, you know, that, you know, how is it that I can get on top of my health better than monitoring someone who's very unhealthy? Or as has put it. You ever heard someone in the bathroom that sounded so unhealthy? You're like, my God, my colon and IG track is great. You know, something along those lines. (laughs) Sorry, it's disgusting. Is this some sort of romantic hookup going on in the chat right now? What is happening? Or whores lover fat works for a company called new skin. We don't know. That could have been some sort of reverse psychology. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think so. I doubt it. She seems pretty on top of it. Oh, boy. Pulling it up, pulling it up. At the bottom of that FDA statement from the commissioner, Gottlieb there, back in Trump day, um, he said, "We, we support sound scientific research and regulations of medical treatments. We will use our tools and authorities to protect patients from Unscrupulous actors and unsafe products. As a general matter, we will consider taking regulatory and enforcement actions against companies that abuse the trust of patients and endanger their health with uncontrolled manufacturing conditions or by promoting so called treatments that have been proven safe or effective for any use. Now, I do want to say that pioneer times of certain medical stuff, biohacking and things like that, will always be without proper regulation because no one's done it before. They simply haven't. It. it happens in a lot of things, from everything from aerospace to freaking candy makers. <coughs> Excuse me. Good golly. Still sick. Had a cough for, like, literally four months now. It seems obvious that um that if you ever, like, are the first to produce something or not really, you're not really even producing something new. It's a novel take or perspective on the same product or anything as well. You tend to cross lines and patents and laws and things like that. You know, I'm like, look what Airbnb, look what happened in Airbnb. The oldest profession in the book, folks, was someone who owned their own house. Simple as that. That could keep you because there was always someone that needed a place to stay. The barn with some hay in it, uh, you know, with a barrel or a hearth nearby would be where you'd stay. And you'd pay a couple, pay a couple bucks to stay in, stay in someone's barn or, or bunkhouse. When Airbnb came around, back around, it really was hard for a lot of states, counties, the federal government and all these people to understand like what do we do with this now every place is hotel what are we going to do with the market a lot of things were changing because in the pioneer days of such an awful company like airbnb once once giant proponent for it i loved it you can see now that it's destroying america and i stand by that i cannot fucking believe how bad airbnb is doing for this country and i i mean it everyone cannot turn their home into a short term rental it's it you can't go to a state that everyone was leaving and find out that people came from out of state and bought all of the houses that were free and turned them into short-term rentals. It doesn't make what society can pay no longer monthly rent, but instead let's start paying short-term rental fees at an exorbitant rate for what I would consider a subpar place. And you can see that's happening all over the place. I'm just saying Airbnb needs to die. Get rid of it. It's gone. Come on. It stinks. Boo. For all you people making tons of money off airbnb keep doing it i'm not saying i think all airbnb should be regulated down to things that look really cool and weird like if you have a pirate ship in your backyard or something or you have a tree house or a you've turned a school bus into some sort of exotic sky watching nightcap like place i don't know why i'm talking about airbnb can i shut up now people come here to like talk about ufos and some here about ufos and they like they get here and they're like it's so far off the topic of UFOs that I I'm I'm out. As a growing number of clinics offer plasma for young donors in, with in similar therapies, we want to encourage consumers considering treatments to ask their healthcare providers to confirm that the FDA has reviewed any treatment that is investigational. Investigational. Okay. You also can ask the clinical investigator to give you the FDA-issued IND number and to provide a copy of the FDA communication acknowledging the IND. Now, has the FDA ever authorized anything that is completely useless? Have you ever heard of the freaking vitamin? Not all vitamins, of course. Some companies popped up that try to fix the gap of scam artists, unethical selling of, you know, we got elderly people buying vitamins and medicines and stuff, uh, from warehouse size orders for their communities, for their parks. Boca del Vista. Um, and, you know, you find out that they're like FDA approved vitamins with literally no support for what they're taking. There's like no evidence to suggest what's even. It's like the, some of the stuff that was in there, I can't even remember, like creatine, caffeine th- tablet encased in creatine with like one drop of some freaking uh you know essential oil (laughs) and they're selling with deadly people the fda is approving these things i mean i I, i'm not saying that that they actually are doing any of the scary things uh, conspiracy theorists are saying but i am saying that that ambrosia company is just one organization okay and when something's done all the time allegedly in the black market or whatever it has to be supported by wh- wh- who, where are they getting this from? Is it all donor blood? I mean, are we are we truly able to say that there has never been any illegal actions when it comes to stem cells, when it comes to um, f- uh, plasma fusion, when it comes to the goddamn foreskin lotion? I mean, what the f is going on? I- I- are we actually going to say that? Because it's not very intelligent or logical to suggest that you know that none of that has happened. I'm just saying if if we find out that just like A professional athlete who has the medical care of like a a, a king would have had you know not too long ago like that's all there's people that will go to these people with money and say i've been researching x y and z i think you could benefit from it before fda has done anything before anyone figures out where they're getting this stuff from before anything is found out are there authors i don't even know i'm saying all this completely blind I bet you right now we could look together and find out that there are authors and investigators that have exposed rather dark information about early days of some of these uh you know actual medical fields that are this is this is 7 years later and we're 6 years later we <laughs> and it's still on the it's still on the tongue of the people if you know what I'm saying Bobby Broadway is running for president with the weirdest campaign slogan ever. We need honest vitamins. (laughs) No, that'd be funny. I'm here to change education. I want to fix campaign finance reform. I want to end all wars. I tell you what, if we don't fix these vitamins, I ain't going to be happy. Sorry. Emma Teeling, Philosopher's Stone. (laughs) Did it have the information in there? Dan Nagel says in the YouTube chat, Emma Teeling gave a presentation to the World Economic Forum about the, se- the secret of everlasting youth based upon her research into bats. Well, I haven't heard any of that, but I'd like to look into it. But why? Why is she giving that con- speech? To that's the, why would the WE... I I don't understand why. What? What? What's the? Mm. Oh, you're saying because it's like the New World Order, maybe because they like the people have essentially called them like the. The representative of the illuminati or something along those lines i don't really know i'm not trying to be a wise ass or anything i just don't I, I, what is the world economic like the guy biden and markle and uh uh what's the uh what's the guy up there i'll have to look up emma teeling huh emma Tealing. oh the ted oh i saw her ted talk yeah, yeah yeah i know this lady i saw her ted talk let me look for the i don't remember No, this is not the lady I saw. Never mind. This is from 2014. I thought this is the one I was just watching the other day. The lady was talking about... um, Talking about sampling uh, DNA from like... uh, uh, some paleo, like paleological, i'm rec- um, from some archaeological records that were never tell. I can't remember what the name of them. Is. And this lady Emma Teeling has a TED talk with seven hundred thousand views straight on their website, and uh, six hundred thousand views straight on their website, and it says the secret of the bat genome in Western society. Bats are often char- characterized as creepy, even evil zoologist emma teeling encourages us to rethink common attitudes towards bats whose unique and fascinating biology gives us insight into our own genetic makeup Yeah, right emma thanks for the wuhan flu no all right that wasn't funny all right um seriously uh this ted talk by this lady might be interesting i might give it a watch and talk about it. because i you know isn't it kind of funny though that uh, if she is right and there is some sort of revelation with it within like a bat genome that ends up helping uh, society greatly stay young or live longer or fix things that are rather look fixable to the medical community but seemingly are treated um once again the vampire legends are right we'll all be vampires they're gonna turn the whole world into vampires woman does she know what she's doing they're drinking baby blood under pizza hut I got to wrap this show up in a little bit. I think I'm not sure. Um, But if you're interested in a movie that kind of reflects some of this weird stuff we're talking about, I don't get, I'm not right about anything. OK, sorry. Um, has anyone watched the I was, I'm was. i going to try to get away from the baby blood crap. I know people can't 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 stomach any more nonsense about this. But if you're interested, look up the Ambrosia Company, where they went. There's a couple articles from it out there. It was, it was all the rage. It made mainstream legacy media for a small time. And Boston magazine put on an article called the baby foreskin facial facial is a real real thing that's the article headline folks that's not my words relax but the baby foreskin facial is a real thing and is offered at the plethora of spas in and around the boston area conspiracy theorists or conspiracy whack jobs or not you can see with context manipulation how if you're too skeptical about something even existing at all you'll be sitting there saying yeah right like the wealthy people of the world are actually using babies to stay young looking it's like If you put it that way, then no. They're not walking around plucking babies out of freaking uh, rollers and then, you know, fleeing up the sides of buildings and putting the baby in its mouth and, like, ha ha ha. -ha!" No, okay. They're not harpies or vampires or something. But clearly, with a little bit of context manipulation, you could see that there is enough anecdotal crap on the internet that shows that just like everything in history when it comes to the medical industry, there's some weird shit out there that, that at one point is people, I mean, revolting and one day become somewhat normal. It was so normal that Ambrosia decided to launch a company that these spas decided to rub baby foreskins on your face. And that the FDA had to literally put out a statement that says, please, people, before you go start getting blood from individuals who claim that if you take this blood, you're going to become a goddamn, uh, you know, super vampire. Consider that there's no FDA approval and you might get AIDS blood. Not so funny anymore, is it? When we're talking about AIDS blood. You know, I remember going to San Francisco in the late '80s uh, and being so inspired about the things that was happening over there. But there was they were dealing with a really bad AIDS. Uh, pro- oh my! I was about to make a really really bad Norm joke, and I'm sorry, folks, because I know what people would think, and I won't do it. But let, <laughs> let's move on here. And there's nothing funny about any of that oh what do you know that the word ambrosia (laughs) yeah so i left my heart in san francisco that's where i was going Um, the word ambrosia is already linked to a dungeons and dragons vampire move or something from the 80s. I think it's funny that once my vampire legends. It's funny it comes back around as being somewhat legit, but of course, not legitimately than the the classical sense that the people are writing about, although I'm sure they're out there. We got we got people on basalts chewing the faces off people in the street. You don't think we got people doing shit in private you don't know about? You don't think the cops have ever found some weird puncture of bite marks all over their neck or body? Another article from Rolling Stone in Days Digital back in 2017 released at the exact same time. <clears throat> and the, uh, and they, this is how it opens up in the article. A New York clinic, and this is why, of course, a person that's super skeptical about anything conspiracy related whatsoever will hear this and be like, okay, I agree with the, you know. A new clinic in New York, uh, I'm sorry, a new clinic in New York City plans to inject its patients with the blood of youthful donors, creating a breed of sexy, ageless, modern vampires. Kind of. So an 80-year-old who suddenly starts taking 60-year-old blood and some stem cells and some foreskin lotion is suddenly going to be sexy? I don't know. What the hell? Jack Friday step on up. Let's see if we can get Jack's Friday a date. No, all right, anyone. Anyway, I got to wrap this up. This show is going nowhere right now. Please just expand context. Don't collapse it to look like you're smart. We get it. You hate conspiracy. You hate paranormal, ufology, all that stuff. You hate it and you want to gut it for the truth to come out. But just consider for a second that if any time you hear some whack job thing, there is freaking, not any time, that's ridiculous, but... Obviously, if you put the mic in the face of the craziest freaking person and you go off of their statement off of what's happening, you're going to be able to look real smart, real fast, aren't you? But if you want to deny that Sandra Bullock didn't go get baby foreskin rubbed on her face and her forehead and injected into her, into her forehead, sometimes allegedly like um, like a like, a, like a Botox, you know, I got I'm going to get it for TMJ. They're going to inject my jaw. For Team J talks but I'm going to ask for the fetuses, so the fetus, the fetus dicks, or whatever they are talking about. I don't know, um but uh yeah, I mean, it's it's the fact. The fact of the matter is, the stem cells and, and blood transfusions. It sounds, in certain ways, if you're creative enough, exactly what vampire crap legends are, and conspiracy people, are super believing that crap, are like, what do you mean vampires aren't real? They're freaking baby blood under Pizza Hut, ladies and gentlemen. I got to get out of here. That's it. Show's over you know the deal. Recon, please look for things how they actually are versus how they appear to be. And of course, keep it weird and uh, keep your third eye peeled. 1989 in San Francisco and he's a famous gay trapeze artist and um, we went to go see that and, and, and the show was special because uh, you know of what he did during the act and this trapeze artist would swing over the crowd and take razors out and slice his arms open and spray AIDS blood all over the crowd and, um, and we, we didn't want to leave because we didn't want to offend him so we all contracted AIDS you gotta be politically correct people